Why did somebody just drop $1.1 million worth of Bitcoin into Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet? Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, and there's a lot to stay ahead of at the moment, make sure you click that follow button. Grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Happy Monday, everybody. It is a big week for crypto this week, and you might think that we're only going to be talking about ETFs, but you'd be wrong. So here's what we're going to cover today. Better Markets pens an open letter to the SEC to reject the spot Bitcoin ETF applications. The SEC republishes its no-go to FOMO campaign with curious timing. Experts weigh in on whether funds could buy all of the Bitcoin in circulation. A mysterious Bitcoiner spends $64,000 to inscribe encrypted code. And an enormous deposit is made to Satoshi Nakamoto's Bitcoin wallet. Let's start with a story that caused the biggest stir this weekend. So appearing late on Friday, a letter to the SEC from Better Markets urged the rejection of spot Bitcoin ETF applications in a move to stop the proceedings at the buzzer. Dennis Kelleher, CEO of the non-profit organisation Better Markets, wrote this open letter addressed to the SEC Secretary, Vanessa Countryman, where Kelleher argued against spot Bitcoin ETFs with familiar arguments. The letter stated, We submit this supplemental comment letter, which Better Markets markets very rarely does because it would be a grave if not historic mistake, almost certainly leading to a massive investor harm if the SEC approves the pending rule change. Kelleher went on to state that the SEC's case against grayscale investment over spot Bitcoin ETFs should not, and I quote, cause the SEC to deviate from its previous well-grounded decisions disapproving multiple spot Bitcoin-based ETPs, exchange-traded products, from multiple exchanges. The SEC, of course, lost this legal battle with Grayscale. Much of Kelleher's concerns are centred around better markets' perceived risk for investors, but not primarily at the feet of volatility. Kelleher wrote that the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs would expose investors to a market thoroughly contaminated with fraud and manipulation. So there were several interesting responses to this letter. One commenter, Matt Allberg, a crypto-centric data scientist, claimed that better markets is a special interest connected to Senator Elizabeth Warren, who has been loudly anti-crypto. The Fox Business journalist Eleanor Terrett highlighted that Kelleher has also been loudly anti-crypto. In an interview with the Institute for New Economic Thinking in May 2023, Kelleher said of crypto, it's worse than a fantasy, it's a fraud on the public. So the primary fear with this letter is if it carries any weight. Can it have an impact on the outcome, especially at this incredibly late stage? The honest answer is that no one knows, or the people that know aren't speaking publicly about it. However, Bloomberg's ETF analyst James Safar tweeted that it would be an absolutely criminal move for this to happen considering the time, effort and energy from all these issuers and the SEC staff over the last few months. So Better Markets wasn't the only organisation with some warnings to investors, but the other is fully open to interpretation. On Saturday, the SEC reissued its warning campaign that first did the rounds in January 2021. Say no go to FOMO. The SEC has an X account called the Office of Investor Education, and that's where this pithy campaign has been seen a few times before. We first saw it back when the bull market was starting, then again when it was raging as we saw all-time highs in November 2021, and then again as we slid down the other 
other side of the mountain in March 2022. So it emerged again on Saturday and the timing is certainly raising some eyebrows. The document accompanying this tweet is about all kinds of investments, not just crypto, but it does specifically highlight cryptocurrencies, meme coins, ICOs and NFTs. Though in fairness, it doesn't do a terrible job of describing them or attempt to misrepresent the sector. Directly after the section on crypto and NFTs, the document says, you may see your favorite athlete, entertainer or social media influencer promoting these kinds of investment opportunities. Although it's tempting, never make a decision to invest based solely on their recommendation. I know crypto has a knee-jerk reaction to the SEC, but that still feels on the nose today, especially with Cristiano Ronaldo being sued, the Logan Paul and Crypto Zoo debacle, and so on. In all honesty, it's hard to dislike the say-no-go-to-FOMO sentiment at all. That's just good advice. If the bull market is around the corner, as many think it is, it's worth reiterating the message. I saw close friends make pretty brutal mistakes in crypto because they got caught up in the hype and wouldn't listen to reason. It happens to the best of us. So it's a useful message to keep in mind. As for the timing, well, I'll let you decide on that. The spot Bitcoin ETFs have most people in crypto feeling bullish. Whenever that is the case, I like to attempt to escape my echo chamber and look for the potential downside. I have voiced my own concerns about buying spot Bitcoin ETF shares from a major bank being the antithesis of what Satoshi Nakamoto had envisioned, but I'm still not sure how married I am to that point of contention. A point of contention that has resonated with me, however, has been one voiced by many Bitcoin experts and OGs, including the co-founder of BitMEX, Arthur Hayes, who I spoke about on Friday. There is a fear that is expressed differently by different experts, but there is a general notion that underpins it, and that is that spot Bitcoin ETFs could destroy Bitcoin. Whether it's destroying Bitcoin or you weaken the claim to just damaging Bitcoin, it's for the same reason people are excited about the price, supply and demand. The ETFs, if accepted, will undoubtedly cause a colossal spike in demand, only for the halving event in April to hit the other half of the equation. Helen Parts wrote a brilliant piece on this. As always, everything I discuss in these episodes is linked in the description, so make sure you give it a read. One tweet by the crypto entrepreneur Lark Davis summarized the situation well. It read, Estimates are that a spot Bitcoin ETF could bring 20 to $30 billion of fresh cash into Bitcoin. That would buy about half of all coins on exchanges at current prices. For reference, here is what happened to gold when it got its first ETF approved on the US markets. History repeating? So the tweet shows a graph, and to see that, you need to check the episode's description. But essentially, what the graph shows is the price of gold going up 364% from the first gold ETF offering in the US to the all-time high of gold. Now, Bitcoin supply is capped at 21 million coins, 1.4 million of which are yet to be mined. And Valkyrie Investment CEO Leah Wald told Cointelegraph, Theoretically, a company or government could attempt to buy a significant amount of Bitcoin, but acquiring all Bitcoin in circulation is highly impractical, and we still have a significant unreleased supply of Bitcoin. She added that Bitcoin's decentralized nature and the fact that many holders might refuse to sell at any price creates a natural barrier against monopoly. The chief investment officer at Bitwise, Matt Hoogan, and the Jan3 CEO, Samson Mao, both expressed similar sentiments. Buying up all the Bitcoin is probably not possible. However, even if the vast majority of Bitcoin is stored in these ETF vaults, Arthur Hayes worries it could break the Bitcoin ecosystem, even if only until it mends itself. You may recall from before Christmas, 
I quoted Hayes on the topic of the ETFs causing the number of transactions on the network to drop substantially. He said, the end result is miners turn off their machines as they can no longer pay for the energy requirement to run them. Without the miners, the network dies and Bitcoin vanishes. So it seems that most experts agree that the big funds can't just hoover up all of the Bitcoin, but also they may not need to, to damage Bitcoin. Right, staying with Bitcoin, we have two new Bitcoin mysteries that have cropped up this weekend. At 11.20am on Saturday the 6th of January, an unidentified Bitcoiner spent over one Bitcoin, around $64,000, in fees to inscribe nearly 9 megabytes of raw binary data onto the Bitcoin blockchain. So using the Ordinals Explorer Ord.io, the mystery address, titled just as unnamed, made 332 inscriptions with data in English, Greek and mathematical symbols. Leonidas, host of the Ordinal show and creator of Ord.io, warned that some people are saying it may be encrypted, so potentially impossible or very hard to decrypt. What's more, and I don't know what to make of this, two of the 332 inscriptions are marked with a pepperoni pizza icon on Ord.io. What these icons mean is that those two Satoshis, which are the smallest denominations of Bitcoin, are from the 10,000 Bitcoin used by the early Bitcoin contributor, Laszlo Hanyeks, when he bought two Papa John's pizzas back in May 2010. As of recording this, around 7am Eastern on the 8th of January 2024, nobody has managed to decipher the $64,000 secret message. Okay, Bitcoin mystery number two, and brace yourself because this is a weird one. On Saturday, Connor Grogan, a director at Coinbase, noticed something unusual and tweeted about it. There had been a noteworthy transaction involving the wallet of Satoshi Nakamoto, the pseudonymous creator of Bitcoin. Now, before you get too excited, the transaction involved inbound crypto, not outbound, but believe me, it's still interesting. Before I get into it, I saw several people comment on this story over the weekend asking the same question. How do we know this is Nakamoto's wallet? That's a simple one. It's the first wallet created and it's the one that received the Genesis Block Award, the reward given for mining the first block of the blockchain, the Genesis Block. It was mined back on the 3rd of January 2009 and before the three halving events, with the fourth coming in April, the reward was a tidy 50 Bitcoin. That 50 Bitcoin in that wallet has never been moved or spent and Nakamoto disappeared in December 2010. In fact, on the anniversary of that first block, people often send Bitcoin to the address to mark the occasion. By late 2023, this wallet had increased its holdings from 50 to 72 Bitcoin, just from donations alone. But now that wallet's balance has had rather a large spike. At 7pm on Friday the 5th of January, an unknown address deposited 26.9 Bitcoin, worth around $1.17 million at the time, into Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet. On Saturday, Connor Grogan at Coinbase spotted the transactions and tweeted a screenshot with the caption, either Satoshi woke up, bought 27 Bitcoin from Binance and deposited it into their wallet or someone just burned a million dollars. So I happened to see this tweet within a few minutes of it going out. ETF fever had me glued to my phone this weekend. And like most people, my gut reaction was that Satoshi hasn't just woken up and moved some of his bags, but rather it was some sort of marketing stunt for one of the upcoming ETFs. And Grogan tweeted the exact same thing. The pro XRP lawyer Jeremy Hogan had the only other plausible theory I've seen so far. He suggested that it might be a way to flush out the Bitcoin creator, as if they are in the US, they would need to report the funds to the IRS or break the law. I'm still going marketing stunt, final answer. But what's your theory? Tweet us on at Cointelegraph or at RKBags. I do love a good crypto mystery, and that should keep us amused until the imminent ETF announcement that I will bring you in full as soon as it happens. But that's it for today, so consider yourself 
informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.